Welcome to episode 64, Lock and Key, Volume 2, Head Games, File Undertake 2. エピソードへようこそ。サンタン。ザン。なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、なんか、
Um, yeah, that, that's about it. We still don't know what we're doing for Christmas. Auditions are in August, though. For whatever it is. <laughs> for whatever it is. Yeah, I got the part. Audition, you don't know what it is. I mean, that's kind of fun. So, yeah, I'm doing all of those things. Uh, so, uh, uh, officially, we have been booked for another cabaret, October 29th at the New Deal ca- Cafe. Yes, Eleanor's New Deal Cabaret, bringing Broadway to the Beltway. Um, I've got to rethink that title. It's pretty long, but whatever. Can I make you a theme song? What? Can I make you like a theme song, like an opening cue for you to play at the beginning of your shows? Uh, I mean, you can. I don't, the, so- the sound guy, though he was lovely, his name was Dorian. Um, it was <laughs> sometimes hit or miss. I mean, also when this airs, I'll be that much closer to actually being in Utah with you guys, which is exciting. Um, trying to plan out some some family time and some fun friend time and some lagoon time. Um, My so mom brought anyway, that up this morning, by the way. I feel like I've already talked too much, and there we go. Okay, bye. So, so Q, talking about um, the uh, lagoon day, my mom was like, is Q really going to go on the cannibal or whatever the hell that ride is? And I was like, yeah, I think so. She goes, does he scream on rides? I'm like, God, I hope so. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm I, so excited. So uh, uh, my, my husband's uh, my, my mother-in-law, she works living over the, over the summertime. And so certain days she can get people in for free. So it was Halloween last year. It was closing night, closing day of Lagoon. And we went there for uh, our friend Kat's birthday. And... There was no one there. We rode can- Cannibal like six times in an hour. Nice. <laughs> just walked on in. Like, so I was up there with my buddy Jimmy, and we get to the top, and like, they sit you up there for a minute so you can look and see, like, oh, fuck, we're going to die. And then you, when you do the thing over, like, I've never sworn more in my life. <laughs> and I don't know if Jimmy was swearing more than I was because it all kind of mixed together. But, like, the last time we went on the ride, like, the 10th time, we, we were just doing single rider because it was, you know, getting busy at that point. And so I get on, and next to me is this mom and her sweet little 10-year-old girls. I'm like, I can't cuss. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> so the way it works, you don't actually, they have to put this like, black thing on you, so you can't fall out, but there's nothing holding your shoulders up, so you're kind of swinging forward for free. But you have a handlebar in front of you, so I just grip that and squeeze as tight as I p- possibly could. I got off with bruise marks on my hands. Because <laughs> that was the only way I could like release my stress was grabbing on that bar. But no, that ride, that, that ride's amazing. Like, you, you need to come up and ride that. It's fucking fun. So my my wife hates the Tower of Terror, and but it's, it has guardians, so she should find it. Well, yeah, exactly. But she hates the drop, right? Well, when we went to Florida, we went to Disney World out there, and I took her on the ride. I'm like, you have to ride Tower of Terror because it's a different one. My hand hurt for like 30 minutes afterwards. Like she, <laughs> I thought she'd broken my hand. Like she squeezed the living shit out of my hand. It was horrible. Uh, continue on with introductions. <laughs> Our elite roller coaster breaker squeezer guy. We have Adam. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Adam from Utah. Uh, lots of free time on my hands right now. And, uh, yeah, just uh, doing movie reviews and being an editor over at Big Shiny Robot. Also co-hosting the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, and even though it's in the future, happy Father's Day, because we're recording this right before then. Uh, and then, of course, funny books in the firewater. And, yeah, I'm actually, I think by the, the, the week this airs, I think it's the week I'm in California. So... If you are listening in California, I will be down there and I'll be saying hi and probably causing lots and lots of problems. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. And of course, we have the owner of the studio that we are in today, the fellow man wearing a black hat as well as me for a change, which is fun. I'm matching. We have Todd. Hi, I am the host. That's why they hang out with me, because I've got the place. (laughs) He's the host with the most boys. (laughs) I like the guy that can drive the stick on the van. You know, it's like, why is he in the van? He can drive stick. Oh, I understand now. No, um, hi, I'm Todd. I'm in Utah. You'll only find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. And I also need to give a shout-out to Joe, who recently started listening. Hey, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, and Joe. Joe wants to be best friends with Q. Doesn't and everyone, though? Everyone does, but after listening to this, it's like, this sounds like my kind of people. <laughs> so apparently we're some people's kind of people, so let's go I think they're that. called drunks. That's true. Drunks kind of people? So, Joe, the question is, are you a drunk? And that's to be answered in five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and probably not to your bishop if that's how you lean. That's so, right. Um, All right. Actually, we're, we don't have as much lead. This will be this will air in like two weeks. Oh, we're not wow. that far ahead. So okay. this will air very soon. All right. That's about it. So, yeah. 
Cool. It's and not hi, that I'm Brian. because I need more time to make nuns. <laughs> <laughs> it's sneaking up on you. It's coming for you. Not that soon. You have lots of time. Uh, and hi, I'm Brian. I uh, am the host for this. I'm also a sound designer based out of Southern California. Part of the reason why I'm in town, I'm uh, here to do uh, Big River. And by the time this airs, I think most of our shows will be open. But this summer at Lyric, we are doing... Um, Complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, which um, all of us, including Amy, except for Q, are going to go see tonight. Um, and then uh, opening Big River, and then we're doing Wait Until Dark, and then we're going to do The Foreigner, um, most of which are looking to be pretty darn good. I'm actually pretty proud of a lot of the stuff that's happening on these shows. Um, wh- which show is going to be playing the weekend that I'm there? It's reps, so it'll all be there. Well, um, I, I know, but like the, the actual... Oh, and then there's a 50th gala is what we're doing. As well, so, while you're in town. So, well, I'm. What I'm asking, Brian, is what shows are actually playing the nights that I'm going to be there. So I want to know whether or not I want to go see them. Okay. So what <laughs> nights are you actually going to be here? I, I you will know, be we'll discuss there. this off air. We'll make this okay. work. But if you have any questions, go to like Google Old Lyric Rep, and then you can get tickets through there. You can go get tickets to the box office of Beer and Logan. But they're they're really fun. Complete Works is really funny, and I slipped in some of my own personal jokes. There is the fight music from Star Trek, which I was pretty proud of getting in. Um, I also put in uh, there's some weird shit I put in there. I put in uh, Flogging Molly in there. There's a bunch of stuff in there. Anyway, so this week we are going to be discussing Lock and Key Volume 2. This is our month where we are digging into books that we loved in the past, and we're going on to the second book of it. Uh, since Adam is our Lock and Key expert, Adam, can you give us the previously on for Lock and Key? What happened in Episode 1 before we jump into Episode 2? Um, crap, I've done Episode 1 since uh, last time. This family moves to Lovecraft. They're... Uh, Dad's dead, and they go there, and they it's a mother who's an alcoholic, uh, oldest brother, middle sister, and then the young kid, Bode. Or, did you say, was Bode? his name was Bode? Bode? I always called him Bode. Yeah, Bode. I always uh, called him Bode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yay. Uh, it doesn't bode well for Bode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so they, they're at this place. It's kind of creepy and weird. Uh, they find this key that basically, uh, if you go through, open, you put in a door, open it, you turn into a ghost. Uh, all this crazy shit happens, and then they find out there's this malevolent spirit that lives in the well house, and it's trying to get free, and eventually does, and is now reincarnated uh, as uh, this person now named Nick, who... Uh, I thought it was, or is it Dodge? Dodge was, it was originally Dodge. Oh, okay, yes, that's right. Uh, is, is it Lucas or Nick? No, no he goes by Zach. Exactly. Yeah. So again, sorry, I was. It's well. The, the problem is that he has too many fucking names, much like a Tolkien <laughs> novel. Right. So yeah, yeah like, pull, pull out your a flow chart of character names. Yeah. So yeah, it comes out. It gets reincarnated as this kid named Zach, who actually is the reincarnation of this guy named Dodge, who who is also named Lucas. And also named Lucas. Also named Luke, and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, can we please just have um, one name? And I can't explain any more than that because I've already read the whole series, so I know what happens. Uh, but yeah, so now he now uh, Zach Lucas Dodge Buttfuck is uh, making but friends. Lady of the Well. Lady of the Well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought her name was Echo for like the like the first book. So yeah. I was calling her Echo, and then I was like and Dodge, and I'm like fuck. <laughs> anyway, so this bitch uh, is now making friends with the older brother and uh, kind of getting his way into the family, and that's where this one starts out. Okay, um, we're going to go... Oh, and there was a serial killer who was yeah, he was manipulating to come kill the family, and get, the serial killer gets killed in the first one, too. Okay. Got all that? Yeah, sure you do. Mm. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. 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 Simple. And just for the record, I want to be known as the Lady of the Lake as well. Lady of the Well. The Lady, the Lady of the Well. Of the well. Yes. Yes. I'll make you a new theme song, The Lady of the Well. I do. I want, I want, to, I want to drop. The problem is, is that M. Night Shyamalan is going to direct your biography. That's the Fuck! That's, 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 that l- that's uh, Lady in the Water. Oh, well, whatever. Same difference. That's the one where, yeah, that's the one where he's Jesus. <laughs> Very different. Very different. Yes. Okay. I'm a little afraid to go into this next segment because I think that Q is going to steal my drinking game rule. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and if not one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Okay, no. what's your drinking game rule, Q? My, my, mine is... Hold shit, I had, had it written down. Hold, hold shit. Uh, not, by the way, that is a great drinking game. You better game. not steal mine, uh, Brian, because I told you what mine was. 
Mine is called Turn the Key, so anytime someone says key, take a drink, you're fucking welcome. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why do you hate our listeners so much? <laughs> Listen, they like, they like to drink, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're probably they're listening to this on Monday in their cubicle at work. <laughs> and, and, and Karen from accounting is bitching at them when they didn't turn their TPS reports. Fuck you, Karen! Listen, Karen from finance. <laughs> like, just get your life together, and you'll be fine. Okay, Adam, so I don't accidentally steal your... Uh, drinking game rule. What is your drinking game rule? So mine mine was every time you find yourself in a flashback and didn't realize it, take a drink. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm too hate, hating our listeners. Jeez. <laughs> Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? I don't on this okay. one. Good, then that one. We already have two very that poor ones. Really I'm going to go with what the fuck's his name again? Which is <laughs> <laughs> Every time Dodge has to remind someone that his name is something else or exactly. someone else calls his name. If, if your character has to remind people to call him by a different name, he has too many fucking names. <laughs> this, is, this is really funny because these are all horrible rules. And I mean, we all played King's Cup in college, right? Uh-huh. Um, no. Oh, you never played I mean, King's Cup? I, mean, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't play King's Cup in college. I played it... Or at parties or... Yesterday. So, basically, there's... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, oh God, this goes back to when I first moved to Utah and I met Eddie, and it was like, we had a group of seven of us who we, we called ourselves the original seven because we would hang out every fucking day. Half of us would get drunk, half of us would get stoned. They would get stoned because I'm allergic to weed. You know, they would play King's Cup all the time, and so we got bored because they were playing it so much, so... It was St. Paddy's Day. We went to Spencer's, and mm-hmm. we bought, like, a St. Paddy's Day pimp cup. Nice. And that was, like, our one you pour all the beer in. And we nick- we, we changed the name of the, of the game to uh, Grail, like Holy Grail, because we were all big money pythons at the time. And one of the cards you could always do was you could make a rule, and if you got the rule wrong, you had to take a drink. And if you pulled the same card again, then you could cancel the rule or make a new one. Where our thing was you had to make cruel rules. To where, like, okay, you had to spend the rest of the game standing on one leg, and if you touch the ground or touch the table to sit yourself, you had to drink. Cool. And you couldn't cancel those. So this reminds me of, like, the cruel rules we used to <laughs> yeah. do in this game. Like, we would do one, like, I remember the one time you had to have the cup beer in your hand, on one foot, and then if a certain car was pulled, you had to spit in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that night one of us got all completely. We're evil, evil fuckers. Drink, bitches! <laughs> Since we're not entirely evil. Just mostly. Just mostly evil, which is fine. Like, my evil percentage is about 83, which is fine. I'm okay with that. No, I'm chaotic neutral, so. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to at least vote as to whether or not we feel like you should actually spend good money on this book. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Um, we are going to start around the room. We will start with Todd. Yes, absolutely. Do it. Cool. Adam? Yes, wholeheartedly read this book. X-Factor Q, what's your vote? Yes, however... Don't be forced by your friends, <laughs> the people on this podcast, to buy it quickly, because then you have to buy the fucking hardcover to make sure you read it in time and spend $20 on a fucking book. Really? Todd's got the softcover. Yeah. I, I, I bought the yeah. softcover shortly after we read the first one, like a long time ago. Uh-huh, that's great. But when we decided <laughs> to do this... And you said that I needed to buy the book... In order to get it to my house on time, I had to buy the fucking hardcover edition. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. Anyway, I love you, bastard. (laughs) But yes, definitely read it. It's super super fun. Okay, fantastic. And I am uh, also a vote of yes. Here's here's the thing on, like, the votes. Obviously, if we're reading the second volumes, we liked it enough. Necessarily. <laughs> yeah. it, it would, now, granted, we read this uh, about a year ago. Cause I yeah, it was, a, it, it was a year ago, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, my time hop the other day. Um, so, I mean, what was I get, Shit, what, what was my train of thought? Sorry, I've been working too hard in the... Well, I mean, of, to your um, point, Q, because you were sort but, of saying that we obviously would like it. But, yeah. I mean, there is the possibility that, like, we like the first book, the second one, Blue Goats. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. there's always that possibility they, of, like... They blew Tom Brady? Exactly. Okay. Um... Mm-hmm. 
I mean, or it's I'll like, you know, we, we read the first one, we thought, this is Girl. amazing, and then we read a bunch of other books, and then they're like, oh, wait, this doesn't stack up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, there's always a possibility that it didn't age well over the course of a year. I don't know, maybe. Like, Which, by the way, the MySpace reference in this book, classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, yeah. Well, no, and, and that's that's very true. I mean, there, there's, you know, there could be a book maybe, and I, I do it with movies a lot, too, where, like, there's a movie you saw when you were younger or even a couple years ago, and I go back and revisit it, and now that I've had so much more experience watching movies and critiquing them, I look at it a different way. And now that we've been doing this for a year, yeah. over a year, it's very easy to you know look at something that we loved from the beginning and go back and like, ooh. Because yeah. one, one of my favorites is um, also in my time hop a lot. Um, one of my best friends, Jen, got married around this time a few years ago. And uh, before she got married, I watched like every wedding movie ever. <laughs> Oh, and God. one of my favorites is uh, still to this day is um, my best friend's wedding with Julia. Roberts. I was actually going to say that because it is still it's still pretty good, isn't it? So it, it's a good movie. However, the cell phone, which is literally the size of her head, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the, the movie's not that. Oh, I mean, I guess it. Oh my God, no! It's twenty years old now because it came out in '97. Because I remember oh, going God. to see it my freshman you year. You bitch! Don't so remind me how old I am. So it is. So it is twenty years old. But I'm just like, God, that movie isn't that old. And no, it, 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 fuck. Anyway, so, lock and key. Where are Lo- we in so, the podcast? Yeah. I'm way so, too sober for this. I'm, okay, well, you know what, Q? We go take a break. I'm going to go grab a bottle of vodka. Oh, You're and- right at the perfect point in time. So this is where we're going to take a break. Q's going to go get a bottle of vodka. Yeah. We're going to stall here for a second while Q gets said bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do some shots back in our old tradition. Yeah. Todd's and, walking away to the kitchen right now, so yeah. that's uh, looking like that's what's going to happen. And we need to remind me, and remind me at the end of the episode so we can tease it for next episode, I have a special little gift for all of us to try. We're in so much fucking trouble. It's that, not um, even funny. Next episode, because it's in the freezer. We won't tell, yeah. We won't say anything now. We're going to save it for you, dear listeners. And by uh, all of us, do you mean you guys? Honey, you know if you were here, I have one for you, too. I, I know, but for, all, quote, all of us to try. Fuck you, I'm getting a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Q, I promise I will save one specifically for you when you get up here next month. <laughs> I think he's gone. Oh, you bitch. Q's walked oh. away. Well, then, okay, this is what's right. going to happen. We're going to take a little break. You're mm-hmm. going to hear a little jingle. If you haven't read this book yet, which we all say you that you should, you should go check mm-hmm. it out. I will say this. If you haven't read book one, obviously read book one. Don't go back and listen to episode one of us. Like, just don't. <laughs> we've gotten better, I'm pretty certain. Maybe not a lot better, but I'm pretty certain we've gotten better. So please, just, a little. just that's the only danger I have about this month is, like, just don't go back and re-listen to yeah, episodes. Yeah, no, like, actually, it's like I was at work, and when I get there, like, on Sunday mornings, if we're doing ad, ad set, 6 a.m., and you're just scanning shit for five yeah. hours. It's the most boring thing. So I go back. That's why I catch up on all of our podcasts. Yeah. And... I ran out of the new ones. So I started like going back in time, and every single time I took, it was like it was like the evolution of man. It was like yeah. from us to like Neanderthals to yeah. And I got to uh, I think it was it was the one we recorded here. It wasn't it wasn't the pro. It was the, I think it was Bitch Planet. Okay. And that was a great episode. We had a lot to yeah. talk about. But I was like, oh, we are so bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So never never go listen to your old podcast. Never go read your old movie reviews. Uh, and when we come back from the break when Q's here. Um, Remind me to tell you my fidget spinner story. Okay, because oh, I have okay. a fidget spinner in my hand, by the way. It, it looks like a battering. I'm very it proud is. of it. It's cool. Uh, so cool. So <laughs> we've got to be a lot of time to do this break. <laughs> Oh, God, we're never going to talk about this, are we? Maybe it's better that we're never actually in the same room. That might actually be better for us, just the flow in so general. I'm back. I opened up my bottle. <laughs> well, we haven't gone to get our drinks yet, so. Oh, my God. What the fuck have you guys been doing? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we, were, we were butt-fucking. It's true. It was yeah. a conga line or a daisy yeah, chain. right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we, it's, we, it's not butt-fucking. It's tap dancing. Tap dancing? It's tap dancing. Well, I saw my buddy move, and we were my, my friend and I were down in his basement lugging this huge fucking dresser up. It took like 20 minutes. And we get out, he's like, what the fuck are you doing there, butt-fucking? And my buddy's like, no, you're tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're taking a break. Read the book if you haven't already. Come back and join us. We'll see you in a second. Butt-fucking! <laughs> if you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now... Press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Oh, so you know how there's the people at Walmart website? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was at, my buddy got a, uh, a ticket right outside Wendover on the Utah side saying he didn't have insurance. He's like, I have insurance, but didn't have his card with him. So he had to go to the court in Tuella to prove he had insurance. Well, the court opened late that day because something happened, like the power was out. So we went to the Walmart there to chill just because there's nothing else to do in Tuella but go to fucking Walmart. Mm-hmm. 
there are very special breed of people, Walmart people. There, like, there was this lady, I shit you not, probably about 400, 500 pounds on a rascal. And that's fine now. I, you know, if you need to get around, that's totally cool. But she was wearing like a poop brown shirt. And on the front, it had a picture of like a trailer. And the back said, caution fart loading. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't even have a comeback. I was no. like, this is now seared in my memory. The problem is that I am probably related to that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's your great great aunt once removed. <laughs> it's There's like three families I'm not related to. <laughs> so that's kind of the funny thing about being adopted, is I have no fucking clue who my family is. Are we do shots now or what? I still have things I have to do today, so okay. we need to, so we need to right, give us one second. Okay, they're going to get the booze real fast. While we are getting our shots together, do you want to start on the lightning round while we're waiting for them to get back? No, no, no I'll just go ahead and start. Lightning round begins now. All right. So and, and we kind of already went through what, what happened previously on lock and key. See, this is going to get easier as we, if we continue to do these like once a year because now that we do the lightning rounds, we can just like re-edit in the lightning round previous. So yeah, so previously on, we've already kind of talked about it. Uh, the story opens a flashback, which obviously we know because it actually says before this time. It is a, a man and his uh, what appears to be girlfriend and they are at the park. You come to find out that it is an old man come... Uh, finding out that he is a teacher at the school that the lock kids go to and he recognizes Ty's new friend named Zach who as we know is Zach slash Lucas slash Dodge slash Lady of the Well whatever whatever and uh, he's definitely recognizing him and Zach recognizes that Joe recognizes him. He's definitely kind of weirded out by the whole thing, and Zach then tells Ellie who he has sort of blackmailed, emotionally blackmailed, into um, helping him uh, that the professor recognizes him. We also meet Ellie's son, who, when I when he's first introduced, you don't get that he's actually older. I still thought that he was a child, but he talks through his action figures, and there's obviously some sort of... And again, I didn't understand the disabilities that he then... Uh, shows later in the in the book like he just looked like a kid watching tv to me mm -hmm. um so i thought that he was a kid but no he he is uh an adult with disabilities so the professor joe is looking through his old books uh reminiscing and uh so the weird i'm sorry that i know this is the lightning round but like the weird part is when they showed the tempest as like the play this is not the. I just did the Tempest. This is not. The <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of gladiator swords and sandals play this fucking was, but the only thing that even looks remotely like the show is that there's obviously Prospero and Ariel, and no one. I'm like, I don't even know who these other people are supposed to be in this play. So anyway, Zach then sneaks into the professor's library, uh, not library, his office, obviously to steal the information that he had about him, and. Then tells Ellie that they need to do something. So when um, Rufus, who is Ellie's son, uh, you can tell that he is actually understanding what's going on around him, despite the fact that people think that he's not understanding it. Uh, but it's just that he talks through his military toys, and uh, he's telling Ellie that he needs help. So he goes uh, using the anywhere key. Uh, he goes to Joe's house and kills him in his bathtub. So as Joe dies, uh, he uh, meets his wife in the hereafter, which is actually kind of a sweet moment. So then he tells Ellie to help him, and they send a mass email saying that he committed suicide. Bodie is trying to figure out the mind key, and it's not opening up any door so far. And he's like, what? What is this open? What is this open? And then as he turns around, you can see that as he's holding the key, there is actually a lock on the back of his head. So the police detectives who, um, I don't believe they they give us any names for maybe we got them in the last book but I read the book a year ago so don't know who they are they're not convinced that Joe killed himself uh, there is the piece of cup that uh, Joe smashed on Dodge's head Kinsey is taking the death of Joe very hard because she, every, she thinks that everyone's dying around her and she's saying, I wish I could for, forget how to cry. Bodie is still trying to figure out the key. Ty and Zach decide that they want to go surfing and Ty meets this girl who's really weird and then he says that he wants to play hockey. Like that whole thing, I'm like, no one cares about the 90210 drama, kids. Like, let's get to the cool <laughs> magic shit. Speaking of 90210 shit, uh, their mom is like real kind of messy. 
just, I don't get it. Uh, then there's Uncle Duncan, who's leaving to get back to his life in Provincetown. Duncan also then remembers, kind of remembers uh, Zach as Lucas, which again, all these fucking names. And uh, Ta- uh, Bodie has figured out how to use the mind key and takes his head off in front of Kinsey and Ty, which freaks them out. Mom doesn't seem to realize there's magic, which as we know, adults really don't understand, understand or pay attention to magic, even though it's happening right now. In front of their face. They explain the that later, key. actually. <laughs> yeah. The uh, mind key, well, it doesn't in this book, Mr. Reads Ahead. <laughs> Listen, bitch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very sassy today. Honey, I've been sassy for the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, you can put things inside of people's brains, you can take things out of their brains, um, but they find out that it, in a person's memory, it's not 100% reliable because it's more about how they remember or see something than what's actually the truth, uh, as evident when they pull uh, Dodge out of his memory from the well and doesn't look anything like Zach, their friend. They decide to keep the mind key secret, but then Ty is like, oh, I'm going to cram for my ethics exam or whatever the fuck it is. So they decide to put all the books in his head. He's then like, oh, let me show my friends how cool this is. Drink because it's a flashback that you don't realize is a flashback until it happens. Uh, Duncan is following the kid's father back when they were kids uh, down to the wall and they're telling him not to go. Uh, Duncan is uh, trying to teach this art thing where it's like, turn it upside down. You realize that you're drawing things that uh, you didn't realize. And he's drawn himself and Dodge into this picture that he didn't know. So Ellie's going crazy crazy, but Lucas doesn't want him to. Uh, Ty decides to show this girl and Zach the key, the mind key. The girl gets freaked out and leaves and she's like, I got shit that I gotta do, bye! So weird. Duncan and his boyfriend slash husband, uh, Brian, go to a local bar because Brian's obviously so butch, and I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 when the character was first introduced, I was immediately like, okay, we get it. You don't want to be that gay. When he, uh, and also he disrespected my diva share. Like, again, go fuck yourself. Uh, he, he's mask for mask, so. Exactly. Gross. Um, there's obviously these two uh, pseudo-lesbians uh, that are mad at them and kind of gay bash them in the bar. So the kids are explaining everything that's happened to them to Zach, which is just a terrible life choice. Duncan wakes up, the lesbians are plotting to kill them for being gay, even though they're obviously lesbians. <laughs> right? That, 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 oh. that sounds like my ex-roommate was a lesbian. She was plotting yeah. to kill me. My favorite part is when she says, does the anti-Semitic soap kill AIDS? <laughs> yes, it does care. <laughs> Terrible. So they decide to open up Kinsey's brain and take out her fear and her ability to cry, uh, which makes Kinsey super kind of weird. But apparently they're kids and don't really care about that. I'm like, that would fucking freak me out. But whatever. Duncan is really worried about the kids, but Brian convinces him to lay back down. Again, the lesbians are plotting to kill them. While everybody is sleeping, Dodge steals the mind key and goes and messes with Duncan and makes him forget all about Lucas and Zach, who are the same person, and puts him back to sleep. He then eats a banana, which is kind of uh, a cool thing later, which brings me to my cocktail, and we'll talk about that when there. So Brian comes in to attack him, tries to shoot Brian. He runs out of the house. The lesbians hit him with the car, um, and he's like, oh, I didn't see that coming, and then leaves. Duncan is then obviously weirded out. So he comes back to Ellie, which we'll get back to in a second. So when he gets back to Kinsey, they're kind of talking. He puts her fear and... Uh, ability to cry away in her uh, nightstand and they're like don't listen to this guy he's obviously a whatever so she kisses him says mmm bananas that's the name of my cocktail mmm bananas Mm, bananas 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 so you find out that Dodge has been manipulating Ellie like for a very 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 long time uh, helping her kill her mother and um, who was a bitch 
Yeah, who was also a terrible person. So she's been um, inadvertently kind of helping Dodge this whole time uh, because he put some kind of spell on her or whatever. So then he's saying that he that he needed to fix her to make to make her not crazy, which is interesting. So he goes to use the the mind key on Rufus, and he doesn't have a lock in the back of his head. So he seems to think that that's because he is somehow mentally deficient in some way. But then. Rufus's toys are all down for some sort of overthrowing plot, which seems really fucking cool. Um, so then in my my book, there's also then the known keys page, which talks about the five mm-hmm. keys that yes. have appeared. Yep. And then the Omega key has been mentioned, but it's kind of burnt, uh, uh-huh. so you don't really know what it does yet. And that's the end. I know. Of, of course, you know Miss reads a lot. Like I get it. Like, <laughs> come on, we read the whole series. We covered that. I read the whole um, series so, except for the last issue because I can't yeah. find it. So I'm real quick. I was going to talk about my my cocktail. I'm calling it mm, bananas, <laughs> and it is one and a half ounce of Bacardi. Oh, also poor life choices. So the reason that I that I picked this banana cocktail over other ones because like reading the ingredients, it sounds like poor life choices, and Kinsey <laughs> is also making extremely poor life choices uh, by by kissing uh, Zach. So it's one and a half ounce of Bacardi Carta Blanca light rum, uh, one or one ounce of coffee liqueur, one ounce of Giffard Benet du Brasil, or just get some banana flavored. Mm, fancy you! Mm-hmm. I know, so so fancy banana. Uh, an ounce of half and half, an ounce of milk, and a fresh banana. You blend all of that with ice and garnish with a piece of banana. Banana, banana. Cool. Actually, I'll, I'll do my drink then. So mine is called Memory Loss. You know, because they pulled the stuff out of your head. Uh, it's two ounces of peach vodka, two ounces of dark rum, any kind you want to do. I, I recommend Mountain Gay because it's Pride Month still where I am. Uh, two ounces of gin, two ounces of apple juice. You shake the shit out of that, pour over ice, and garnish with a slice of lemon. So it's pretty much all alcohol. After two of those, you're going to get fucked. So. Sounds my kind of drink. Well, since we're all doing cocktails, Todd, do you have a cocktail? Yeah, mine's called the Skeleton Key. The Skeleton Key? Yeah, the skeleton Words are hard. <laughs> Honey, it's only three. I know. So it's one and a quarter ounces of Corner Creek bourbon, three quarter ounces of St. Germain, which is like an elderflower drink, half ounce of lemon juice topped with lemon ginger beer. There's the words I was looking for. And then it's eight dashes of Angostura bitters, so it's spicy as hell on top. If you're brave, you can just drink it straight on the top. If you're not so brave, use a straw, and then you can drink it that way. But the skeleton key. You know, I, I haven't had sugar in like three months, but I really want to try one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and uh, my cocktail is called the Flashback. Um, it is three ounces of vodka, five ounces of an energy drink, Red Bull battery, Gatorade, whatever. Um, and then one ounce of ginger ale. You pour all the ingredients into Collins glass and with ice, and you stir because of the energy drink you don't want to necessarily shake. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for you. Uh, since we're trying to get Q out of here, and we know that we're all pretty much going to like this, does anybody have anything they really want to discuss on this show? It does a very good thing about answering some questions, but keeping you um, in. Like, there's still more questions that just keep you intrigued. I think that that's a very good part of this book, where it introduces some ideas and uh, like kind of leaves you hanging on other things and what you know what is. You know, what is this Omega key? What other kind of keys there are? Because as you're, again, the, we talked previously, um, a year ago about the art <laughs> and how the art was very distinctive. As Bodhi is going around the house trying to unlock the, with the, the mind key, there are lots of other keys that are kind of shown and you're wondering what they are. And there's, um, you know, and all the keys have a very particular symbol on them. And so the art, you can tell that some of these other things that Bodhi is trying to unlock are obviously locks for other keys because there's some kind of weird imagery around it. So I'm actually going when I have when I have time, gonna try to look through this book again and see like what other keys 
or um, things are, are in it. Also, I want to look more at uh, when you're actually inside the minds of the characters, some of the things, because yes. mm-hmm. obviously there's 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 got to be more images than just what, like, obviously in, in Bodhi's mind, there's like this big dinosaur, because, you know, he's a kid, but there's got to mm-hmm. be something in the little details somewhere, you know, to give you some, some glimpses into their characters. I still haven't gotten to where, like, it's either Wicked or Divine or Saga, where I'm like, okay, I need to buy all of these, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued enough that if we decide to do the third version, I would be down. That seems like a fairly good thing. Does anybody else have uh, something they want to really... I mean, that, that kind of sums up a lot of the good points on it. Does anybody else have anything they want to bring up to that? Um, it, of all the books we've read, and, I mean, I, I, again, I, this is the one I, I read years and years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the most imaginative things. I mean, Saga is too, but Saga is... You can see like, Star Wars influenced everything else. Mm-hmm. I've never read something like this before, and it's it's so interesting, it's so intriguing, um, manages to be creepy, manages to draw you in and fill with these characters. They just kind of pop off the page. It's um, no, it's it's definitely one of my favorite series. Uh, it's I'm so I'm with you, Q. It's not quite Wicked and Divine, although I did go out and buy the first three trades when I finished, when I finished the first one. I went and bought the next of them. Uh, but yeah, this actually considering the fact this is Stephen King's kid. Uh, he should probably teach his dad how to write because Stephen King has some problems where he gets into corners and then has shit endings. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you from just without spoiling anything, this does not have a shit ending. No, it, it was obviously planned out from the beginning. The overall theory was there. The thing I also think is interesting about this book, um, and you talk about sort of the creepiness factor, is there is something kind of creepy about magic and childhood. Like, although, like, everyone seems to have fun memories of it. Like, every time we play Christmas music where I work all the time, they always play like these things are supposed to be mystical, whatever. And you realize, I'm like, it's kind of fucking creepy. Like Christmas is kind of fucking creepy sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, and then you really analyze, and you're like, there's some dude who's coming down your fucking chimney and who's like, you know, doing a reverse robbery, and everyone's like, hey, this is great, it's Santa Claus. But, like, but I like it when dudes come down my chimney. Well, you know, that's a different thing entirely. Okay. We, we we are still in Pride Month as we record this, so that's I mean, we're still celebrating that. Um, but yeah, so like, I think it does capture like the the childhood aspect of it and the creepiness aspect of it. I think it does a really good job at that. Uh, just story-wise and art-wise. Um, Todd, do you have any thoughts before we kind of go into final reviews and things? Look at this. This is book two of a series. I think there's six in the whole thing. It does a good job of it, like, expanding the mythology a little bit, but not too much. It's great. Yeah, keep reading. You got a nice box set there. That's kind of cool. You got, like, a cool little case. All of them fit in there. See, I wish that would, I wish you would have had that, but then at the same time, I caught up to where I was reading the individual uh, issues every month so so the great thing about reading a series that's done you can get it for like 60 bucks and all six trades it's fantastic cool well then let's jump into final grades Jamie, school is never a waste of time since we have 15 minutes until recess please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room it's report card time it's report card time It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 Adam, since this is sort of your choice, you'll go last. Todd, why don't we start with you? You know, I'll give this a good strong bleed plus. The art is cool. It's going really well. The story is good. It's jumping back and forth on history or flashbacks and current state. So it's pretty cool. Um, I don't really have anything to knock against it. I'm going to keep on reading. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Q, what is your grade? I would give this an, an A. I really did enjoy the first the first one. I feel like the second one, uh, as I kind of said earlier, does a really good job of expanding just enough to keep you intrigued, but still it flushes out what you like some answers, but then kind of still keeps other things kind of hidden, which is nice. This is no Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, second part, but the fact that, you know, there's like six of them. I mean, th- this is like a good, a good just sort of, okay, let's keep, let's just keep it going kind of a thing. Yeah, I agree with you a lot on that. Um, I think I would still probably, 
As far as overall comic books, like all the different books in the medium, I would give this an A. I think of the books in the series, because I have also read ahead as well, I'm sorry, Q, I think I'd maybe bring this down to a B based on those books. Like, it's not my favorite book in the series, but I think it does continue things on. So I'm going to average it out and say I'm going to go with an A- minus uh, as a total grade, but that's totally not fair to this book because I'm looking at everything that it's compared to inside of it. But as far as the con comics uh, medium entirely... I still think it's like a really good, solid entry into that and definitely something that's worth reading. I think it's one of those books and those series that when people get into comics, they'll be looking back and saying, oh, have you read Lock and Key? You really need to read Lock and Key. It's it's one of those... I mean, it's not going to be quite Watchmen, but I think it's... Among comic book fans, I think it'll be one of those series that you have to go read. Um, I think like Why the Last Man, uh, which uh, you know we recently read, and uh, Saga, which we're going to be discussing next week. I think a lot, a lot of these books that we're going to be studying this month and well, studying, talking about this month, I think are all going to fall into that category. Adam, what is your final grade? I, again, having to judge it just by itself and nothing else, I, I do give it an A. Uh, I am with Brian, though, as far as knowing where the story goes. Uh, it's it's not one of the stronger parts, but at the same time, if you're brand new to it and you didn't know where the twists and turns are going to take you, it, uh, it definitely get you more intrigued because this is more world building this is explaining hey here's how we kind of got here this is uh where we're going here's a new key here's some fun uh it, it's, it's amazing art and you know i'm always more about the the dialogue and the and the writing but the art's fantastic in this um so yeah i loved it you know i, I could go lower if i put it in the grand scheme of the whole story but i can't because this is a, a jumping uh, platform to the next book and then the next one, and then, well, there's, there's a total of, like, seven in the whole series, or six in the whole series, so, uh, still highly recommended, go out there, read it if you haven't, um, and honestly, if you can get the collection, like Todd said, it's on Amazon, probably, like, 60 bucks, uh, go for it, because you're gonna save some money, and this is a story you, you do need to see to the end, so. Recommendations. Q, do you have anything to recommend? Uh, yes. So I just realized that I haven't talked about going to see Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. Yet. Yes. Oh, yeah. Huh? I freaking loved it. Um, much like any other comic book movie, you still. It, so Wonder Woman is a very good movie in general. I think I think it did a very excellent job of introducing uh, characters. I think it did a very good job of explaining backstory. Um, but, you know, it's still different. Don't expect going in and having, like, word-for-word word comic book history um, kind of stuff. Um, but I thought that it was definitely way better than any of the other DCU movies that they've had previously. I think it's better than some of the Marvel movies that we've had. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I was also, you know, excited by, by some of the things. I thought that there was a pretty good twist. Um, you obviously knew that, that a twist was happening, but I didn't know who it was going to be, the, the villain being re uh, revealed, um, because I, I, I didn't think that it was just who we all thought it was. I knew that there was going to be some kind of twist, so I was a little surprised uh, who it was, so that was, that was kind of nice. Um, but overall, like it's, uh, I thought I was extremely happy with it. Um, I'm so glad that it's doing so well and that a lot of people are liking it. Um, I did read a terrible review from a conservative white man, which is, he obviously missed the fucking point. Yeah, well, this movie's not for you, sweetheart. Thing. <laughs> I know, it's it, like, he, he just, like, missed it. He thought that what a freaking fraud Steve Trevor was because he didn't try to make the moves on Wonder Woman on the boat. And I'm like... No, that makes him like an actual good person because he didn't want to rape her. Was this from the National Review? I, I don't remember who it was. Um, uh, my my friend uh, Kristen, who writes movie reviews, posted it after her okay. review that she posted, and she was like, she's like, so look at this one. <laughs> well, I'm just asking because uh, Get Out, which is my favorite movie of the year so far, has mm -hmm. only it's a it was at 100 percent Rotten Tomatoes. It has one negative review from some crusty old white dude from the National Review. Who thought it was racist against white people? I'm like you can't be racist against white people to go go fuck yourself. So, but anyway, I I thought it was great. I haven't had time to go see it again, but I would definitely go see it multiple times. I got three words for you, Q. No man's land. Yo, man, <laughs> so, good. so good, so good. Seriously, I would, 
I fangirled the shit out of that movie. My my friend, like everyone that I went with, just kept looking at me, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and and also Chris Pine, who was so ridiculously attractive, is like naked in a whole scene, which is so amazing. Yeah, I've seen, it, I've seen it three times now. Every single time that scene comes up, I just go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so pretty. Listen, the very first movie I saw Chris Pine is the terrible Lindsay Lohan movie called. Um, Oh, something about luck, like wish me luck, something ridiculous where he and Lindsay Lohan switch luck, so he's a downtrodden guy, and she's everything's perfect for her, and then they kiss, and magically their luck changes. But just he, my luck. Just my luck. There we go. And there's a scene oh, where God, he takes off his baby shirt, Chris and it's like, <laughs> I know, Ooh. but he takes off his shirt, and it, you're, I was just like, oh, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but he's, Chris Evans is still my Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, first of all, you should go look at my, my Facebook right now because someone just posted a GIF. You know how everyone's doing The Floor is Lava mm-hmm. and then now there's all the memes of uh, The Floor is Gluten, whatever. Someone put The Floor is Chris Pine. <laughs> and, and, there's, and there's a drag queen that does a cooter slam like, onto the stage. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that is my recommendation. Go see Wonder Woman if you haven't. If you've already seen it, go see it again. Todd, what is your recommendation? I've got a comic for you. It's called The Fix. It's written by Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. And the tagline is where beagles dare. So it's about a bunch of crooked cops. And there's a beagle that ruins everything. It's awesome. Yeah, you're a dangerous person to my to-be-read pile. There's a few books you've recommended that I've gone and read, and then that's been a problem. I, as far as recommendations I'm going to go, I'm going to pour one out for... Uh, uh, who had just recently passed when we were recording this. Why am I blanking? Batman. Why am I blanking? Adam West. Adam West. Adam uh, and if you have Netflix, the Batman movie is on there where uh, we've used the drop in here before where they may be drinkers, but they're still human beings. That comes from that movie. It also has an amazing sequence where he's just trying to get rid of a bomb and can't mm-hmm. blow up anything, and everywhere he goes, he just can't get rid of it. It's really fun. It's really campy. If you like the Batman camp, it's wonderful. So... Uh, Adam, a recommendation? Uh, yeah, so if you follow me on Facebook, you realize, mm, he's hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm looking at you. I have a high opinion of yourself. <laughs> no, Monkey's If you've been on Facebook, you know that, that I am sexy. <laughs> trying to find that gif. And I forgot that uh, as we recorded this, uh, it was KJ Appa's birthday yesterday. He's uh, Archie from Riverdale. And <clears throat> um, no, so if you follow me on Facebook, you know I got a new tattoo recently. Uh, one of the first I've gotten in a while, and uh, I'm going to recommend Cathedral Tattoo down in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's across the street from the library downtown. If you can go in there and get hooked up with Tyler, he's only there like once every couple months. Uh, I was lucky enough that he was there when I walked in. Great guy. He not only is really talented, but he's just... I was there for two hours getting tattooed, and we talked movies and geek stuff and comic books, and he's a huge nerd, so if you can, and he's there, go see him, get tattooed. Uh, tell him I said hi. I told him I would talk about him on our podcast, and he was a really cool dude. So I need to get a, another one one of these days. So then I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Next week we are going to be doing uh, the continuation of Saga. We're going to be doing Saga Volume Two, um, which is uh, one of the books that we have loved dearly. Um, basically, epic space opera. If you haven't read the first book, uh, epic space opera between uh, two warring, well, warring planet and a warring moon, and soldiers from either the planet and the moon, they end up falling in love, they have a kid, the kid is a symbol that these two planets can get along, so therefore they're now being hunted down by all sorts of different factions who have different reasons to see them no longer exist, um, and this is the continuation of the story. Um, and because at the end of the last book, if I remember correctly, they find a new terrible, horrible thing that they have to encounter, which is parents or slash in-laws slash grandparents have now just joined them. So we're going to see how that pans out in book two. If you haven't read book one, recommend going and reading that. Please don't go listen to our episode. I'm sure we sound like fucking morons. <laughs> um, I mean, we always sound like fucking morons, but we're a bit classier this time around. Yeah, it's a great fucking book. You're not going to be disappointed by at least reading the first book. Uh, but next week, we We'll discuss book two. So thank you very much, and we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening.
thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.